what an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. At Augusta, he's on his final hold. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Billy, 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 Billy. Whoa, Billy, Billy, Billy. Let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Welcome to the Chasing Daylight, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt. I'll be your host for this episode, and I have a special guest on the phone. Uh, this gentleman has revolutionized my golf game in the last four to five months, and uh, I thought it would be an appropriate time to get him on the phone and chat about some of the things that we've been working on. Um, but before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to Good Walk Coffee Company. They are the sponsor for this podcast. They have been a tremendous asset to us so far. Um, they're going to be a huge sponsor for the Legends Never Die event that's coming up in a couple months out at Las Vegas Paiute Golf Resort. Um, so let me get that ad in and we'll be right back. The Chasing Daylight Podcast is brought to you by Good Walk Coffee Company. Premium coffee is born from a shared passion for great coffee and our love for the game of golf. We source the best beans from around the world, roast them to perfection, and deliver fresh to your door. Buy a single bag from our website or do yourself a favor and subscribe to save 15%, get free shipping, and never run out of your new favorite coffee. Go to goodwalkcoffee.com to order now. That is goodwalkcoffee.com. Okay, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Um, my special guest is Stephen Nolan, also known as Stavi. Um, I refer to him as Stavi the Great because the things that he has done for my golf game um, has been absolutely tremendous. Um, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great today. It's a beautiful day here in Vegas, and uh, I recently had my pine trees that obstructed my view, my backyard removed. So I'm I'm living the the good life right now. How is it in uh, Georgia? Uh, I'm I'm a little jealous of your climate right now. We <laughs> it is it is treacherous right now. It, I, I swear it rains every other day at least, and it go it, it has swung from. I mean, we've had all four seasons this week. This week, <laughs> yeah, just this week. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I I wanted to have you on because um, as. I am becoming more knowledgeable with the golf swing. Um, there are still facets of the game that I find perplexing and mesmerizing. And and uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, grab your ear for a little bit and not necessarily explain in detail what we've been doing, but let's just talk about um, kind of where I was at and where I'm at um, to for everybody that isn't familiar with, with Stavi and his humor, he goes, well, that would be a really short episode. Uh, you had a shit sandwich, and now you have a knife. What'd you say? Chicken salad? <laughs> yeah, so um, I've, I've come a long ways um, uh, from where I was. Uh, I know if you look at some of the videos from last year after surgery or even, uh, you know, in 2018, 
18 when I wasn't, you know, when I was playing good, but uh, the swing just wasn't there. You may not notice a lot of differences. Um, you know, for Stavi, he notices everything and it's a major change. And since I've been working with him, I've, I see the changes, but uh, man, is it, is it different? So why don't you just briefly talk about what you saw with me in the beginning and to where we've gotten now? Okay. Well, um, you know, in the beginning, you kind of came to me with, Hey, check this out, you know, check out my swing vid. Oh, by the way, guys, Matt and I have never personally met. No, we're um, just we're we're FaceTime friends. <laughs> Matt, right. I you know, I I contribute to the Breakfast Bowl and uh we, we know each other uh, know each other through Instagram. But Matt lives eighteen hundred miles away from me and I've dropped his handicap significantly um without ever being in person. Which is pretty cool it's, it's damn cool if you ask me yeah yeah um so initially you know you came to me with um some of, some of the more common problems in the golf swing uh i'd say your your biggest problem would be uh the early extension which i still fight now yeah yeah i mean that that's a tough one to get rid of for anyone but um, through this time, we have um, – well, Matt has learned that, you know, the early extension almost starts from takeaway. You know what I'm saying? So we basically had to rebuild his swing ground up. And Matt's been a really good student because, okay, like there are three types of students – ones who shoot mid nineties, high eighties who have preconceptions about the golf swing. Okay. And then they say, Hey, can you help me with this? And then I say, Hey, do this. And then they say, well, well, I did this in the past. And well, okay. I, 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 can't, teach you. I can't teach you go away. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, and then there, there are those who are scratch golfers and, they just they they know what's up. They just need a different perspective every now and then. Eyes. <laughs> and then and then there are golfers like Matt who can admit to himself that there is room for improvement and to shut up, listen, and do what I say. And he did so, and he is very much improved. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> So, like, what do you what do you really want to get into? Well, I just, I just the the early extension is is something that um, has plagued me for a long time, and I never really, I never really understood what that early extension was. Um, you know, I'm I'm basically st- I'm standing up, um, and and uh, not when I should be. <laughs> um, so I, I was is. Explain to everybody what an early extension is, you know, briefly, so they kind of have an understanding of what's going on. Well, the simplification of the early extension is nothing more than poor posture at setup. What you're what you're doing is 
your biasing your weight is biased toward the ball and through the centrifugal force and weight of the swing being you know in front of you you have to stand up at that highest weight point or point of tangency to keep from actually moving forward uh, if you didn't stand up you'd hit everything off the hosel so the early extension is really just like a survival mechanism if you will you know what I mean? Yeah, I I learned a long a long time ago from some others from from Wade when I was taking you know some pointers from him about how the the mind will take over the body and you have there's nothing you can do about it and uh, you know you you sit there and, and you're standing there and you're looking down at a golf ball and you know you're going you you know the goal is to hit it and you. If you're in the wrong place, the wrong, or not to say wrong, if you're in a in a bad position or in a bad place to make a swing at the ball, your mind will take over and tell your body what to do in order to obtain contact. And yeah. it, it took me a long time to understand that, that hey, there's a reason why you're, you're cast. That was my first biggest issue. I was casting. And then this is long before we even started, uh, I was casting and then, uh, coming over the top and not rotating and everything. But I'm like, eh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not playing terrible golf. Um, so it, it, it was confusing to me to, to when Wade was trying to explain to me, say, Hey, look, you know, you think that you're doing this, but your your mind is going, okay, in order for us to do what we're trying to do here, I need to take over and tell these muscles, you need to do this. And, uh, you know, it happens, you know, nanoseconds. And it really, once I got that understanding of how the mind is going to really take over uh, the body to complete the swing. And then I started learning about positions and, and okay, let's, let's get everything right to where we can just swing. I started playing some better golf, but one of the reasons I reached out to you to, to work on some things is because I, I was playing decent golf. I, you know, um, before I started chatting with you and we started doing some, some video and, and working on some things, you know, I was shooting, mid to low eighties. And I was, you know, I wasn't upset with my game, but I knew if I wanted to get better, something had to change because I, it was one of those days where, you know, I'd go out and the driver was money, but the irons were crap. I chipped my butt off and, you know, struggled to, for a a bogey round. And then you know, the next time I go out, the driver's garbage. My irons are money. I couldn't chip to save my life, but I sank everything. And so I knew, you know, one thing that I did prior to talking to you is I was looking through some of the the courses that I play a lot. And I looked at like Revere on, I play Concord a lot over there. And I looked at the, my best uh, score on each hole. And, you know, it's, it's like a 63, 64. So, it's not like I can't play the game. You know, mm. I, I've birdied every hole out there. I, you know, I, I've, you know, not every hole, but for the most part, you know, I, I can play the golf course. It's just yeah, yeah. being consistent all the time. And so that's what I wanted to work with you. And yeah. when you saw, I mean, it didn't, it didn't take you, but 
30 seconds to go, yeah, I know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> so, um, but the, the, the balance was a key thing. The, the positionings was a key thing. The early extension has been a key thing. And now we're, we're at a point where I'm working on, uh, hitting my positions where, you know, is ideal for me. Cause like we, like you've even said, there's no perfect swing. There's no, this is the way to do it. Um, it's, you know, what you can do and what you can pull off. So we're at that point. The game is getting better. The driver's getting better. And uh, what do you think has been my biggest challenge in adapting to this new philosophy of how I'm swinging? Okay, so back to what you were saying, no perfect swing, no right or wrong. There really isn't. And a good a good instructor will take someone's game and improve upon it, okay? Uh, they don't typically tear it down. This isn't the military. I'm going to tear you down to nothing and rebuild you back to the GI Joe. No, it doesn't work that way. So I took your positive attributes and tweaked your negatives a little bit and you know now are you playing more consistently oh yeah so i mean are you hitting the ball more solidly solidly than ever before ever before the mic contact is just ridiculous that's good that's good and your and your numbers look great you know um that's another thing is getting the optimum numbers out of your equipment Uh, and that's that's a totally different can of worms um being fitted and all that. But okay, so the difference in a once a week player, oh, we'll, we'll just say 98.6% of the world of golfers. The difference between you and me, the tour player, is I let my mind initialize everything you let your body initialize everything and then your mind has to compensate um you said when when something's off and you know in a part of your in a part of your uh, setup or or p1 p2 p3 you know your your uh subconscious or your your mind's eye is going to take you know take over and kind of try to compensate for it it's not going to correct it but it will compensate for it and um uh, most people don't understand that your your subconscious or your mind's eye or or whatever you want to call it isn't isn't actually an entity inside of your brain is it it isn't your being or blah 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 what it is it's your body okay that's what it is your body is smarter than your brain ever will be. And that makes – probably doesn't make a lot of sense to people. But that's okay. You guys keep shooting 100. <laughs> um, as far as like uh, what, what your um, hang-ups or maybe plateau is right now um, – is, is kind of wrapping your head around certain things. Like you say, 
you you smoke the driver one day or you you're tagging the irons you're throwing darts the next day but you're 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 junk on the driver well that that's all just i mean that happens to everyone on a day-to-day basis try doing that put four rounds together and win yeah that's real tough yeah anyway so when you say grasping the concept of um the new bases it's more more or less the long for you the longer the club the um the more you're straying away from what you should be doing yeah and and i see that with my five and six iron and and hybrid you know that's that's it's been it's been a challenge for me for gosh forever and sometimes the the six iron i i just it's it's that day where i'm just doing everything right and then man it's 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 crazy (laughs) the the game is Um, crazy so we'll say like you know when you when you say you're tagging the driver and then maybe you send me a video of you on the range or something you're not actually tagging the driver like i want you to be you're just you're timing it properly and it's working out that day and you're and you're missing your irons because your driver swing is timed properly it you know it it's it's weird it's it, it's hard to explain but um every almost every single golf club aside from the putter has the same swing it has the same mechanics your your you know you the longer the club the less you invert your shoulders you man and to invert your shoulders on the longer club, other things have to happen on the bottom end. And that's what we're working on right now. And you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and also the, the initialization through transition, you know, starting from the spikes on your shoes and going up to the head of the club rather than, you know, 99% of the world the opposite starting, you know, from the, from the club down, that's uh, also something that we're working on. And that, and that's a tough one to break too, is to, to move your body and leave your hands still. Um, I know Justin Rose talks about it all the time, you know, keeping his back to the target longer, stuff like that. So it's basically, it's creating a, a different path. And um, avoid uh, like a good player's miss is left if you're if he's right hand he or she is right handed, and that's because if they get out of out of sync, you know, and get a little quick on the on the top end, they're gonna they're still gonna come through, but they're coming through with a a square to close club face on a you know a three degree inside path, and they're hooking the shit out of the ball. Yeah. So when we were when we were playing LVCC last week, uh, Julian, who's one of the the fitters out at club champion here in town, him and David both said to me, uh, this last week when I was up there getting the driver dialed in, it's like, you know, your swing is so much better than what it was when we first met you. And he said, and I know that because your miss is now a, a, a left pull. Yeah, and yeah. he said, you, you don't hit that high gay fade anymore with your driver or your irons. Your, your miss is a, you know, a strong pull left that draws a little bit. And uh, we were seeing that on TrackMan 
it, I mean, everything was going left, left, left. And it's, it's so weird for somebody that's hit a high fade and unintentional high fade, uh, for so many years to, you know, at first, even hearing you tell me that, you know, that is signs of progress, you know, it's like, man, here I am now, I've been hitting it right. And now I'm hitting it left. What the heck's going on? But to hear them and you both say, no, that that's showing signs that you are doing everything better. Right. Right. Um, well, I, if, if we wanted to paint a picture to the audience, we would say, you know, Matt's swing initially when, when we first started talking about this was, um, you know, you're, you're taking the club back really flat here. It was also really closed at the time. I'm sorry. It was, no, I'm sorry. It was open at open, the top. Yeah. Yeah. It was really flat, really open, poor wrist angles. Um, and then, you know, you would come in, uh, actually you would, you would initialize the, the swing with a, with a, like pulling an arrow out of a quiver, like, um, what's his name said, uh, Ben, Ben Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ben Hogan gave all these tips, but he left out the important ones to, I think, keep them, you know, the world. It perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But so, you know, you're yanking down that shaft and what that, anytime you pull down on the shaft without moving your lower body, it steepens the shaft. So then you're coming over the top and then you're in the, at the same time, you're rising up and you, you're, you're at full extension two feet before impact with a wide open club face with a lot of right bend. What do you, so you, you think is going to happen? <laughs> had a dynamic loft you got an open club face and your path is coming you know across the ball from out to in i'm thinking you're gonna hit a high gay fade but um yeah so we we got you like more more hammering the ball you know you're you're hammering it so yeah the the numbers that i've seen with i mean i my my eight iron has been my like 140 club forever, you know, and then post surgery it was 130, 128, 130, and uh, I was just I was nervous about that. And then once I started getting confident with with my body being able to do what I wanted it to do, um, you know, I was 135, 135, and I'm like, man, what is going on? And uh, that's another one of the reasons that I started talking to you was because I knew. I knew I had the ability to hit the ball, but just there was so many things that were wrong that I was doing that was causing, you know, the the crazy spin and and adding loft and and once we broke it down and and I you showed me, hey, this is leading to this, this is causing this, this is causing this. Um and we started working on those things and I mean now my 8 iron it's my 150 155 club and I'm swinging easier. Than I was before, and it's yeah. it's 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 all been just you know, compression and getting everything in a better sequence. You say the word sequence a lot with me, and it's it's really kind of taken over the way I practice. Um, you know. <laughs> let everybody know my practice sessions consi- used to consist of me dumping a bucket of balls on the ground uh, well, that is practice that uh, practice is more like repetition uh, over over and over repetition so what you're doing now is you're going to the range and you're rehearsing yes 
that's we call it the rehearsal <laughs> and, and uh my my sessions now are so much more focused on hitting the positions uh, and and improving every time out those positions and and practicing my rotation and and it's it's really changed the way I go to the range. I used to you know get a bucket, dumb them down, and be done in 35, 40 minutes. And now you know it's it's two hours for a bucket of balls because I, I'm not rushing it. I'm not just you know raking and, and smashing. I'm actually thinking about every shot, thinking about my positioning, and it's a lot more of a conscious effort on my part to rehearse properly. And that has been a huge asset. And you were the one that tried as that has worked on me to get in that mindset. Right. Right. You, um, obviously when you go out to, if you're a race car driver and you go to a track that you're, you're about to qualify at, you don't drive around the track at, three miles per hour you know learning the curves no you drive like you're like you're gonna drive in qualifying so you go to the range and you practice as if you were playing at the same pace right Right. so yeah it it all culminates into into a, a thing eventually you know and luckily you have patience and and time and the time to do so because some people don't and um they're more difficult to to train to to get to where they think they should be and that's another thing is that you don't you shouldn't ever think you should be anywhere um that's just setting yourself up for failure you shouldn't have uh, an expectation on the range or during a round a tournament round you know ever if you and another thing i'm gonna have to get you to do matt is stop statting your rounds (laughs) so this is this is a funny story so uh after i played um it was it was a warm-up of warm-up round prior to the cascada tournament it it wasn't the practice round at cascada it was a round i played before that and so i hop on the phone with them and i I played probably one of the better rounds i had played since we started working together and uh he goes so what happened i said well on the first hole you know and i just rattled off every shot every tee box every approach every pitch and every putt all the way through all 18 holes. And he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> he's like, how the hell, first off, why are you remembering this? Second off, how do you remember all this? And, and what are the benefits of it? He goes, get out of your head, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I get a lot, you know, every, for every, tour player you see on television there's a thousand that you don't see <laughs> that are just as good i mean what what is the separation between number one in the world and number 100 in the world 1.3 strokes yeah it's it's minuscule yeah it's very minuscule so you know a lot, and another reason yeah you, you would come to me and listen to me is because i'm a proven champion in competition 
And I'm, you know, I'm also an A8 director of instruction. So, um, yeah, he's, for those of you who don't know, uh, Steven is quite the stick. He, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking, uh, advice or swing instructions from somebody that just likes to be on Instagram and share golf stuff. He's very knowledgeable, very talented, coming off an injury so your your season has been delayed um but yeah you 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 know your stuff and i knew that after the, just the first couple conversations that we had so i got i got a question for you yeah um we hang out a lot with the guys at club champion and i'm seeing a lot more of the fitting world um for the amateur golfers out there or the novice golfers who have just picked up the game what do you feel is more important getting a lesson or getting fit more important well what what would you what would you recommend someone let's say you have somebody that comes up to you and says hey i want to pick up the game i want to start playing what would you recommend lessons or fitting um it depends like um I would, you know, as an instructor, I would say, what do you want to get out of the game? You know, oh, I just want to, you know, play and hang out with my buddies on the weekends, maybe here and there seasonally. Well, okay. Um, Go buy some clubs off the rack and drink your beer and have fun. But, um, you know, someone that says, and I get a lot of them, juniors that say, you know, I want to go D1. You know, I, I need a scholarship. You know, then obviously you got to go deeper with that. So would you say what is more important? Okay, fitting so or- let's go. Uh, I'll take Joe, for example, from Hitting Greens. Um, he picked up the game a year ago. Um, he's playing to right around a 10 handicap. Um good golfer is is passionate about the game and wants to improve um hasn't been fit hasn't had lessons really what would you suggest to him okay he'll, no, he'll, no, that, he'll geek out that, about this so that's different okay he's not brand new no, no he's not brand okay. new so for him i think um they're equally important they're I don't think one is uh, well. Obvious, obviously, I, I think if he's already a ten and he's stuck at a ten, then then he needs he needs some uh, some guidance over fitting. Um, and if he's only been playing for a year and he's a ten, and he's shooting eighty two on a reg or you know thereabouts, then he's stuck somewhere and he, he needs guidance. Right. Um, now, now at the same time, that's a loaded ass question. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, his equipment has to match his swing, but what's more important first is what you're asking. I think. Yes. Instruction. And- Why? Because I'm going to change your swing to be more efficient. And if you get fitted with your old shitty swing, you're going to have to get refitted. Correct. 
that's what I was getting at. Getting getting fit with a swing that's not beneficial to you is not beneficial. Right, right. I mean, there's so many aspects that come into fitting, and you know that. Oh yeah. That's uh, you know how how you dump the club at you know P six determines you know a driver shaft because can you you know can you load can you preload it load it and discharge the driver shaft at a certain point and where do you do that everyone's different and and that that's all in the fitting process and you'll and you see that but um yeah definitely definitely um instruction before fitting in his case would be more beneficial. Okay. So, and then, um, I want to get one more thought from your perspective, um, on what's going on in the golf world right now. Uh, you're by all means, somebody who can bomb it. Um, but by, by bomb it, you mean what? 320 yard drives are not something that you're surprised at. No, that's three wood, bro. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. You bomb it. Um, uh, so with with the USGA and the RNA um, taking their, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, taking their, their actions to the world and letting them know that they're going to take a look at um, the distance on the, in golf, how? Yeah, they they want to. I don't know. I don't know what they want. Really, I don't know if they want to dial it back or if they want to try and segregate the PGA, you know, players from the the rest of the world or, or what. But so, what do you what do you feel or how do you think about what's what they've said and what their plan is to to really dig into this distance? What they call is, an issue. Well, I think. Um, the RNA and the USGA should have thought about that before they set the bar for COR and MOI. Okay, if MOI is 9,900 and then you get a guy like me that swings 130 miles an hour, yeah, we're going we're gonna to rip it up. So, I think they set the bar a little high on club, on equipment initially, but um, it is what it is. Now, you can't take that back, really. So I think what you're going to see from now on, you know, for new courses is they're going to be more difficult, narrower fairways, and longer. They're just going to, that's, that's the only way to combat this. Now, what do you, because I, I was talking with Neil yesterday about this. How do you feel about letting the superintendents and of the golf courses set up the golf courses the way they're intended to be set up? Not with the PGA coming in saying, hey, we want, you know, fairways that stamp at 12 and, uh, you know, short collars. And, and how do you feel? I just I see some of these courses that I, I would love to let the superintendents just set it up the way the architect designed it to be. Right. Um, being a part of the, the PGA, um, 
you know, as the association and the tour in the past, um, I can tell you there's, there's a ton of politics and yeah, bureaucracy in the PGA. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. When that does happen, you get extremely whiny tour players. Like, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Last, uh, what, British? I think maybe. What's that? What? Like the last uh, yeah. British Open? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, you get an unfair condition. It's not unfair. You just have to adapt the way you play. This, you know, that's all there is to it. But and that, I and I don't, I don't, as a tour, as a tour player, I don't understand the problem with courses being different. Because let me tell you something: on the PGA Tour, they're all set up the same. They're all essentially identical conditions wise if yeah change yeah change it up make make this one this and this one this i i'm saying i don't think they'll they will allow it to happen but um it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad every tournament shouldn't be won by you know 25 under par yeah i i miss the days of the uh the plus scores at the u.s open (laughs) Right, yeah, that's why that's why the the U.S. Open scores are so different because they set the course up differently. So that's what they're going to have to do to combat this distance. They and they call it a distance problem when really golfers are not really like yeah they used to be. They're they're we're we're athletes now. Yeah, that's I, yeah, I we, saw. It, I was saying this with Neil. I saw a great tweet where somebody said, "Okay, so we're going to dial back uh, the distances. I guess we're also going to dial back uh, the amount of time you spend in the gym, the amount of time you concentrate on your diet." Uh, <laughs> you know these 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 are not the golfers of the seventies. You know they they are dedicated and passionate about making their game the best it can be, and the money is is a driving force behind that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. Definitely not the, the the golfers of the '70s. I mean, like last season, you know, I won what eight times, and um, you know, I'm I'm always in the gym. I'm always always with a physio. I have you know a sports psych. You know, there's so much that goes into it that. That, that attributes to the to that distance. Yeah, it, it's um, not just a golf ball and a and a and a hot face driver. It's there's a lot more no. to it than that. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're gonna dial back what exactly? Me? I don't think so. Mm-mm. You're never gonna do that. Well, I'm dialed back right now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't anything that the USGA did, though. <laughs> Well, well, they did. They did force you to swing a golf ball that was in close proximity to a tree root. So, well, it, it was it, it was the uh, car accident. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Because you're you were healing up from the the golf industry in, injury before that car accident. Well, you know, I had a. Um, I was playing in the national championship in uh, West Palm at PGA National. And they have trees out there called banyan trees. And it's like 
not one trunk. It's like a thousand trunks in these, in the root systems far surpass the foliage of the trees. And and for some reason, there's a root in the middle of the fairway. So, and the, <laughs> like 40 yards away from the damn tree. And, uh, yeah, no, I just, I just got a little, a tweak there. And, um, but then, you know, uh, driving and, uh, I had to break for a dog and somebody rear ended me that kind of coup de grace, my, uh, TFCC. <laughs> and uh, it's been a long, long road of recovery and I'm still not there, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah we, were, we were talking about the other day and, uh, um, you know, I, I, with my ankle, I was in a boot. Um, but you know, you can, you can swing with a foot injury. You you can't swing with a wrist injury. <laughs> it's, it's a completely different world. So, uh, you know, I, I sympathize with what you're going through. I, I went through a pretty rough time and it's nowhere near what you're going to have to recover from. So, yeah, well, you, in the world of golf, a wrist injury is like having a neck injury. You know, you, you know, you you've probably injured your neck. Oh yeah. You. It doesn't matter what you do. It hurts. It hurts. If you breathe, it hurts. <laughs> so, yeah. It. I, I can't. I can't swing a club, but uh, I will. I'll be back. Well, hey, man, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I know uh, uh, you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on, and uh, I appreciate you taking some time out. Everybody, if you're interested in uh, checking out the uh, Stavi Chronicles, you can follow him on Instagram at Stavi underscore 1.0. Um, he also has uh, contributed some on the Breakfast Ball. He had a, a review of the – which one was that? The, uh, the Garmin? the Garmin Z80 rangefinder. Um, so that, yeah. that was a great article. He's got some other stuff in the works and, and he's actually, I don't know if you're still going to do it or not, but he was talking about writing a, a, a article about what goes on on the, uh, am tour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am actually, <laughs> I probably could have already done that. But, <laughs> but, uh, so life has been with with all the the new equipment that's come out. Um, you know, I I put a post up on Instagram the other day talking about how um, I hit the the sim the speed zone from Cobra and the new Maverick, and I saw better results with my current gamer. What are you looking forward to once you have the ability to hit a golf ball uh, to checking out? Um, I. W- I'm most interested in whichever company pays me the most to play their shit. <laughs> no, no sugarcoating it there. <laughs> no, it, I mean, we're talking about what? A two yard deviation? Yeah. It, uh, what? I don't, you know, sound, sound equals feel, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, we play the same drivers. I mean, we, yeah, uh, your your former driver was my former driver, the Rogue Sub Zero, mm-hmm. and then we went to the Epic Flash. You know, so acoustically, they're garbage. Oh, it's but so bad. Performance wise, they're hot. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna play what works. Of course, we all like every driver to sound like an M5. Yeah, but. It doesn't. I love the sound of my PXG driver. 
Oh, or or the PXG. It sounds uh, so good, the Gen Two. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. just doesn't do what the the Flash does. Well, you know, it's like the you know the higher the MOI, the, you know, the more forgiving. And there's a trade-off in everything in golf. If it's more forgiving, it's going to be shorter. Yep. Period. So. Well, man, hey, again, thanks so much for coming on, everybody. Uh, go give Stavio a follow on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on The Breakfast Ball. All the Chasing Daylight stuff is now on that account. And also be sure to check out Good Walk Coffee Company. They got a new blend. It looks really good. Haven't got my sample yet, but I'm looking forward to that. And also check out the, you know what we're doing with the Legends Never Die event out at Paiute. So, Stavio, man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm looking forward to the next time we get on some video chat and and see how I'm doing. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.